Welcome. You're listening to Sanseet. Where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine. To become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Erin O'Dowd. Hello and welcome. This is Aaron O'Dowd and you're listening to Sanseet. On today's show, we have Paul Condon. He is the owner of Positive Life magazine and holds a once a week club where people interested in spirituality can listen to presenters speaking about their area of spirituality. This club is called the Buddha Bag Meetings. If you want to learn more or find out about the magazine, the website is www.positivelife.ie and the Buddha Bag meeting website is buddhabag.org. So welcome to the show, Paul. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. Um, when did you discover or find the area of holistic medicine spirituality? When I was 32, 33, I, I stopped partying and drinking. I was a band, a rock band manager. I managed a band called SAC and uh, we did a couple of tours with Morrissey. So that was a lot of fun because I'm a big, big Smiths fan back in the day. So when I decided to stop drinking and partying, a kind of a different part of my life opened up. I started asking a lot of questions. I start wondering about you know was there more to life i suppose and my friends kind of thought i'd found god so they didn't really <laughs> share the interest with me so i actually the first experience i had was i was in on holidays in spain i was recommended by my cousin to go and try a, a thing called reiki i'd never heard of reiki before i thought it was a massage or something but i went in i had a session of reiki and i hadn't been in such a good mood at the time because i wasn't well and the lady put her hands on me and i immediately began to smile kind of involuntarily so I just thought wow there's something nice going on here and I had a session with her and then I had a session every day for five days in a row in Spain I started to feel myself again and at the end of the holiday I, I asked her to recommend a book and she recommended conversations with God and she also said to me that you're going through a tough time at the moment but I want you to know you have a, a lovely heart and nobody had ever said that to me before so it had a big impact Anyway, I went back to Dublin and, and became a Reiki master myself. So that's what prompted my journey into spirituality. Were you skeptic at the time of discovering this or what were your feelings? Of I, I really, I, I wasn't a skeptic. I didn't have any feelings really. I hadn't really looked at that area as much. In my 20s and 30s, I had just had a lot of life to live. I had a lot of fun, but I never thought about that side of things. So no, I wouldn't say I was a skeptic. I was kind of half open, I suppose you could say. You know, I was always curious. After becoming a Reiki master, where did you follow after that? When I got into Reiki, I really enjoyed those sessions and I really enjoyed be t learning it. And I, I made some great friends. And I kind of felt at home again because I hadn't felt at home drinking and hanging around with my other friends up until then. So this became my replacement for me and I got really, really into it. And I, I started to read books. Conversations with God had a big, big impact. Some of the answers were just jumping off the page at me. I thought they were amazing. And then I decided I wanted to meet like-minded people. I, my own friends were not talking about that kind of stuff, so I wanted to meet like-minded people. So I decided I was with a friend and we were listening to stuff like 
Florence Shovelshin, Abraham Hicks, this kind of material. And we wanted to set up a, a study group or somewhere we could go and have conversations around this stuff. So I decided to set up a weekly night called the Buddha Bag. And I called it the Buddha Bag because I, I started it in the Buddha Bag shop near the Haypenny Bridge. And that's where I started the Buddha Bag on a Thursday night. And that's why, to meet like-minded people. During that conversations and that moment to the Buddha Bag, how did it feel? Did you feel happy, excited, or going from something that is you to providing to someone can come once a week to, to the Buddha Bag? I didn't envisage anything about it. I didn't have a lot of excitement. I was excited about life again, and I felt that the biggest discovery for me was that you create your own reality. On learning that, I just was gobsmacked. I couldn't believe that reality was created by me. I thought it was very random. So when I had that empowering information, I began to see how I could shape my life, and it really excited me. So I wanted to gather people around to have discussions about this because it was giving it was giving me a buzz. So that was very exciting. The actual Buddha bag itself, I had no pre idea of what it would be or what it would turn into. I just wanted people to come together, be together and talk about these kind of things. And it happened just very organically. It grew very quickly and it was just at that time really exciting, really exciting. So the Buddha bag is open, people are coming once a week. Once a fortnight at that time. When did the magazine come about or when did it form? I had a job in Dublin city centre selling advertising with a friend of mine and I, lo I liked the job but I began to question it and really wanted to do something more fulfilling and I kind of thought I'd love to do a job in this area, in the holistic area, but I didn't think that was possible really. Because how could you make a living? How could you survive? You know, I was an actor before as well and I had had that lifestyle of not having much money and I got used to having a good job. I was a good salesperson. So I decided to put it out there, I suppose. I knew that I had got the feeling you could create your own reality. I hadn't really tested it yet. I tested it in small ways and it seemed to work. But this was a big way to test it. So I decided to say to the universe, you know, show me, get me out of this corporate job, <laughs> you know and paved the way for me. Lo and behold, I went to see Deepak Chopra do a talk in the National Concert Hall. And on the table was a magazine called Positive Life. And it looked like a pamphlet at that point. It was, it was nice, nicely presented, but it was, I think it was a lot less pages in it. I found out who was do doing the magazine. It was a lady called Deirdre. And she said to me that she needed a salesperson to work on the magazine. And I thought, it's really interesting, but I didn't really, didn't really uh, think it was a job, you know, proper job in any way. But I said to her, we'll exchange numbers and, and we'll see what happens. And I began to work for her on the side. I couldn't believe the reaction really. I mean, people were buying ads left, right and centre. I was really enjoying it. I knew about that area. I knew how to speak to people in that area. And I suppose I learned my trade then. I began to talk to everybody in all walks of holistic life. Over the next year, I worked with Deirdre and the magazine expanded and grew. And then it became a different kind of magazine. I suppose it was a lot of ads. There was a lot of people interested in it. She decided to sell it. And at that point, I genuinely had no clue that it was any part of my destiny so I, I didn't really pay attention to her selling it and then I was walking home from I was leaving work one day and I said I really want to get out of this job and wow maybe I'm supposed to buy this magazine I had no money but I thought maybe this is a sign that I have to do something here I was very scared to leave my job but 
Anyway, long story short, I borrowed the money from the credit union. I paid Deirdre for the magazine. And within a week, I wa- not, well, it took me a month, but I eventually walked out of my job. And I set up in my grandmother's house <laughs> in the back garden with an office out there. That's how Positive Life began for me. Did you feel excited to get this magazine or how did it feel? It felt scary at the time because I didn't know how I was going to make a living, but it also was very exciting. I, I had people working. My brother-in-law was working with me. He was a graphic designer. Our first issue came out in June 2008. I remember the cover. I remember being afraid that when people heard Deirdre wasn't involved, they wouldn't be interested anymore, and that wasn't the case. It just felt fantastic, really. I mean, the first issue came out, and I held it in my hands, and I thought, this is really special, you know, and I am so into this material that it's a vocation, it's a labour of love. You know, at the time in my previous job I was speaking to builders. There's nothing wrong with builders, but it wasn't that exciting for me. And now I was speaking to, you know, we've interviewed Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle, Louise Hay, Masaru Emoto. We've interviewed Greg Braden. We've interviewed so many incredible people, Nassim Haramine, more recently Ruby Wax, who's a great proponent of mental health and a very funny woman. And it's just been really, really, it's really been exciting. And now I feel the magazine is at a place where it can expand again and go to a whole other level. Did the bullet bag also evolve? Yeah, that really evolved. It became, it was a discussion group at the beginning and then we started to invite speakers. So the magazine and the bullet bag became really, they're now linked completely, but at the time they were evolving separately. So the magazine, sometimes people would call me and they would tell me they were coming to Ireland to do a workshop and I would say, do you want to speak at bullet bag? So I started to get international speakers from America, Czechoslovakia, anywhere really in the world. Initially it was all Irish people, but then it really broadened out. And the people attending at the time, I remember, were all nationalities. It was really a a hub of uh, fantastic ideas, incredibly creative people. And there was a real atmosphere of openness and welcoming. A lot of people said they felt at home. It is a, a, a truly special place. I still find it very special. At what time did the both of them connect or link together? They've been connected for the last few years. The the magazine, as I said, feeding the Buddha Bag speakers. And then last year, my editor actually said to me that she didn't really like the Buddha Bag website. So could we combine the two? It seemed like just such a no-brainer. I was like, yeah, so I'll change it to Positive Life Presents the Buddha Bag. I wanted to keep the Buddha Bag name because people know the Buddha Bag and they say they mention it. So I thought I'll just put it under the magazine's umbrella. So that's where it's at now, it's Positive Life Presents the Buddha Bag. Why did you choose the name Buddha Bag? Yeah, I didn't choose it really, it kind of chose us. It's the name of the shop that we started in. And when I was leaving, I was going to change the name. When I I went to another location, I thought, well, I'm not in this shop anymore, so I'll change the name. But then I'd be out in town and I'd overhear people speaking and I'd be saying, are you going to the Buddha Bag Thursday? Who are you meeting at the Buddha Bag? Who's on at the Buddha Bag? the words really rolled off their tongue, so I thought, yeah, I don't really want to change the name, so I kept the name. They were the Buddha Bag shop, and we're the Buddha Bag meeting. So it wasn't really thought about from the Buddha's perspective, but he does represent openness and love and peace and harmony. And so I thought, well, he's a good, <laughs> he's a good advocate. The people you've interviewed from the beginning of the magazine Buddha Bag to now, what have you learned or what have you picked up? Yeah, it's it's probably hard to determine how much you've changed because it's so gradual. But the magazine has educated me beyond belief, really. I mean, there isn't a subject now in the holistic world. There, I mean, there there is, but there's not many that I haven't heard of, haven't touched upon in some way. I'm always 
open to something new, something exciting. But it's been a real education. It's been, it's grown and grown, and just given me so much excitement and pleasure over the years. Still does. And now I feel that possibilities are really endless. You know. Out of all the people you've interviewed, is there a particular person that you adore, or someone that you think, wow, I like them? I wouldn't do a lot of the interviews myself because I would just coordinate them. But it was a pleasure to have Deepak in the magazine because it was his talk where the magazine started so it felt like something had come full circle. That was in an issue in 2012 and it kind of put us on the map a little bit because he's quite a, a famous character so we put him on the cover. It was great to have him in the magazine, it felt really good. It was also great to have David Lynch in the magazine. Uh, he's a director who, who is a big fan of Transcendental Meditation and he, I'm a bit of a fan of his so it was amazing to have him in there. Eckhart Tolle as well. I mean, I would consider his work to be exceptional. So again, it was amazing to have him. Nassim Haramine was particularly interesting and exciting and dynamic. John Perkins was very good as well. When I interview somebody like that or we, we have a story about somebody like that, it's my idea that people get pushed or people's minds get opened um, by the material that we present. We're not trying to convince people of anything. We're just laying it out there. It's positive information, it's uplifting information, and I suppose it's to add to consciousness in some way, to open it up, to get a debate going, to show people that we don't have to focus on the negative media, that we can have a positive media and focus on that, and see where that takes us. What is your role in the magazine? My role, I suppose, is like I'm the publisher. It's an expression of where I'm at, at a time in life. Each issue comes out, but it's coming to me, if you know what I mean. It's very organic now. I don't set out a page plan. I don't say this is going to happen in the next issue. I have one meeting with my editor and we discuss where it's going to go. And then we just see where it leads us in a way. It's like a co-creation. We have ideas, it has ideas, and it all kind of comes together in the end. Tell the audience of all the information you have covered or people you've listened to speak and or read, what would you offer, what would you say to the audience or the people listening? I think the kind of classic things that you do create your own reality, that you are vibrational, which means basically that what you put out there is what you attract back. So you've got to get yourself into a good space. I think meditation is really important for people. I think it's important to be still. I heard that recently, I interviewed uh, two people who would be, I suppose, kind of monks, and they were recommending now in a society that we have that we try and find time each day to just be still, to be quiet, to connect with nature as much as possible. These are very interesting times, and people are going through different things. The world is in a funny space, but I do feel it's going to go to a wonderful space and it's to keep focused I suppose on that idea as well love is very important kindness is very important connect with people in a kindly way it's just so much better for everybody really where do you see the magazine going now since it's reached a new height do you see it going further or where would it go I don't really know I mean it's a co-creation so I watch where it wants to go I don't have any preconceptions I do know it's going to go somewhere it's going to expand, it needs to reach more people. We may take it outside the country, we may open it up in Ireland, that, it, that we really increase the circulation here, I'm not quite sure. I do feel that I might connect with somebody else who may have a broader audience or something like that. We'll see, I feel that the holistic area is becoming more and more mainstream. It was very niche when, it, when we started, so it now is very mainstream. So the magazine is, I'm trying to keep it accessible to all people. So we'll see where it goes next.
but I'm definitely excited about it. The Buddha bag, do you think it's going to go further or left or right or just the way it's going? The Buddha bag really is just ticking over at the moment. I have plans for that too, but they haven't really kicked off as yet. I've taken my focus off it slightly, so it's just ticking over right now. But I do have other ideas for it. We're looking for a new venue at the moment. We're in a venue that's temporary. We're looking for a new venue, so there will be changes there as well. But that's more of a sideline, really. The magazine at the moment will be my main focus. I know that the Buddha bag will also lift off. They are very interlinked. I mean, I consider the Buddha bag to be a live expression of the magazine. I see. And in your own life, do you feel that these are benefiting you or and bringing you to new levels as well? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. They are creative expressions of who I am. That needs to be expressed. You need to get that energy out. And this is a perfect way of doing it. So, yes. They are. That's excellent, Paul. Thank you very much for coming and uh, spending time to, uh, to chat to us. You're welcome, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansit.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansit Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.